Well, welcome tonight. We're glad you're with us. In a few minutes, we're going to go back and share some time of fellowship and also uh, put together some baskets uh, to give other people a good Thanksgiving. And that's a, that actually is a fun thing to be engaged in. And this whole uh, month on Sunday nights, Jeremy and I have been talking about giving thanks. That song that Steve just led us in and uh, many others are about expressing our gratitude to God. And um, part of what it means, I think, to grow up and to become a mature Christian is to have a rich Thanksgiving life before God. Last week we practiced a little exercise to help us be more detailed and more imaginative when we give thanks to God and not just stop at thank you for all my blessings, thank you for my food, but to actually put some meat on those bones. And I hope that some of you are practicing that and uh, will continue to do so. Uh, tonight I pick this psalm as one of so many that express gratitude to God and for who God is. Yet I am always, I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. I love that image. Now, I don't know what the psalmist was experiencing there, but as a grandpa, I know what that makes me think of. You hold me by my right hand. Uh, I remember as a kid the sense of comfort that came uh, from knowing that my dad had me by my right hand. It didn't matter what time of night it was. It didn't matter what else was going on. I was okay because he had me by my right hand. Maybe that experience is universal enough that that's what the psalmist is thinking of, but that's definitely what I give God thanks for out of this psalm. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. Earth has nothing I desire besides you. That is an aspirational prayer for me. I want to say that to God. I can't yet say that to God. It's okay to have aspirations. We sing aspirations. All to Jesus I surrender, even though I haven't really surrendered all. I'm trying to get to the place where I surrender all. And when I say those things... I am trying to express to God what kind of a man I want to be. Uh, but that is literally true, uh, what the psalmist is saying. My problem is I don't believe it enough. There is nothing on earth better than God. There is nothing on earth better than There's nothing that if you said, you can have this, you can have all of it you want, but you have to give up God. There's nothing that would be worth that trade. There is nothing on, our, on earth I desire more than I desire you. My flesh and my heart will fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So that's a great psalm, that little excerpt of that psalm. It's a great psalm to practice giving gratitude to God. The thing I'd want to point out about this psalm, this actually came up in our Bible class this morning. This psalm is actually bought with enormous faith struggle. The whole psalm actually tells you that the person who gets to the place where he can 
sincerely say verses 23, 24, 25, 26, and the rest of the psalm, that person has really gone through the fire of being right at the edge of atheism, right at the edge of not believing in God anymore. He says, I look, and go back and read it for yourself sometime. He says, I look and I see bad people having a great time in this life. How many of you have ever been irritated by bad people? I need a show of hands. How many of you have ever been irritated by bad people? Don't point. No, that's not, pointing is not what I had in mind. I, I just mean in general, bad people. How many, and, and how many of you, because bad people seem to be living happy lives, that takes away some of your joy? Don't raise your hands on that one. But that's taken away my joy in the past. This psalmist says, not only has that taken away my joy, it came close to taking away my faith in God. As I saw bad people, people who are evil and who connive and who steal and who oppress, and they're happy and they're healthy and their lives are long and everything seems to go their way, and yet they are rejecting everything that God stands for Verse 13, surely in vain I have kept my heart pure. In vain I have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been plagued. I have been punished every morning. He says, I've been the righteous one. I've been good. And it's empty. It's vanity. It's it's nothing. It's worthless that I have been a righteous person because I look over there and I see people who don't care at all about God having a fine life while I'm in the middle of suffering. You know what changed it for this psalmist? He tells you if you read his psalm. What got him to verse 23 is going to worship. He says, I thought like that. He said, if I speak thus, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, he said, I, it was oppressive to me till I entered the sanctuary of God. Uh, this is, you know, these psalms are in here to kind of tell us what it's like to be a faithful person. I, you don't want to necessarily have every emotion that are in the psalms. You certainly don't want to say it's in vain to be a righteous person. But But it does tell us here's a person who came close to giving up on his faith. And what saved him is coming back to worship, coming back to the presence of God in the presence of God's people and giving praise and giving thanks and thinking about what God's plan might be. And that helped him to get past the pain and the struggle. And it helped him to get to the place where he can express his praise to God. When Jeremy and I tell you it's important for you to develop a rich thanksgiving and praise life to God, we aren't playing around. Uh, This is not the shallow end of Christianity. This is actually where a lot of the really deep work gets done. 
to turn to God in the midst of a fallen world where bad things do happen and to find ways consistently day after day to give him praise that he deserves, to give him thanks that he definitely has earned over and over again to live that kind of life will also set you free from the kind of resentment that we see in the first half of this psalm and take you to verse 23 and following where a person has transcended that in his trust in God. If you need to respond to the invitation of God, the God who has taken care of you your whole life and has blessed you, if you want to be part of God's kingdom, if you need baptism to put you in God's kingdom, or if you need prayers to get you back on track, then we invite you to come as we stand and as we're led in song.